Hello. Discover the answer to life's most perplexing questions. Gain insight for your journey and discover how to use your pain to launch your purpose as you listen to Beauty for Ashes, a podcast with Adrian Mayfield. Hello, guys. This is Adrian Mayfield. I'm here at nine o'clock. It's early. It's not so late like usual. I'm Adrian Mayfield. In case you don't know who I am, if you're watching from YouTube, please click that subscribe button and also the notification bell so that you don't miss a thing. If you're watching from one of the other platforms, please share the broadcast and like it as well. I'm not going to be on here very long, but I have something that I want to share with you guys really quickly because it's something that I saw as I was scrolling across across social across social media and I was like uh, I don't know if I want to touch that but then something was like no you need to touch it so I decided to touch it so you can see from the title it says he's a good man Savannah well if you're familiar at all with the origin of that quote you know good evening you know that that quote comes from the movie waiting to exhale right and in that movie Whitney Houston's character whose name is Savannah is dating a married man whose name is Kenneth I believe and so Kenneth tries to win her back, tries to keep her, although he's married. And so there's a scene, a pretty um, contentious scene with, with a con telephone conversation between her and her mom, right? And her mom's like, Kent, she likes Kenneth, of course, because she feels like she's going to benefit from their relationship. And so she's encouraging Whitney to be with her. And Whitney basically, she is very disrespectful, but she tells her, like, he's a married, you know, he's married. Why would you want me to be with somebody who's married? Like, what are, you, what are you even talking about? And her mom says this famous or infamous line, he's a good man, Savannah. He's a good man. And just, he's a good man in a difficult situation, but he's trying to get out. Now, mind you, this man is married. Her daughter is not. Savannah or Whitney Houston gives her this long line of things. You know, I'm single. I have a good job. I have a career. Why do I need to be with this man who's married? And her mom says he's a good man savannah and so i was i was scrolling on social media and i saw this lady post this in reference to one of her friends relationships she was like he's a good man savannah and i'm thinking to myself well i think that's supposed to be a compliment but clearly if you know the context of the quote it's not at all a compliment because this this compliment is telling her that she should be with a man who's already has a wife. And so I was like, okay. But then the next day, I hope this broadcast is clear because my, my screen keeps jumping. I hope it's clear on your end. But the next day, I saw the friend that she was writing this quote about actually post a video where she put, you're a good man, Savannah. He's a good man, Savannah, on top of a video of them. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we such followers? Are we so clueless as to like words, the importance of words, the importance of not using words that are harmful, the importance of not, the importance of not prophesying doom and gloom, and also attaching ourselves to negativity. Because if this man was married and the mom was encouraging her to be with him by saying, "But he's really a good man. I know he's married. I know he got a wife and a whole family, but he's a good man," then certainly you wouldn't want to say he's a good man, Savannah, in reference to your husband right? It just, it, to me, it screams, this is not a good idea. 
I don't even want the attachment of that reputation or that the connotation of that quote. And so I thought, oh my goodness, this is horrible. So I wanted to come on and I just wanted to sound the alarm again to remind you guys, think about what you're saying. Think about the, every everything that goes viral, every social media trend, you don't have to be a part of it. I've talked about this before. Make sure you research the background of some of this stuff. Because if you have a man and he's a good man, that's one thing. But in this context, her mom was telling her he's a good man, even though he wasn't really a good man because he was already married to somebody but dating her. So with that being said, I know there's a lot of conversation. I did the video the other day about prophetic marriages and all these people getting excited. I'm getting married. I'm getting married. My husband is coming. So you can check out that video because that video tells you a little bit more about the warning God gave me about this whole prophetic marriage conversation. And so check that video out. Video out. But here tonight, I want to talk to you briefly on, because I this good man Savannah thing. I went to the Bible, of course, because I always use the Bible. And so I went to the Bible to 1 Timothy 3. 1 Timothy 3 gives the prescription or gives the outlines or qualifications for a man who will oversee a work, a body, or a bishop. But as I started looking through the list, I was like, you know what, God? This list is really good. Like, this is what you should be looking for. It's not about how tall he is, how much money he makes. I mean, although you want to be physically attractive to the person you're with, and he should be able to provide for you, as you'll see in the list. But those aren't the most important things. We need to be looking at the heart. We need to be looking at the spirit. We need to be looking at character. So I want to go over this list really quickly because I want to keep this video nice, short, and sweet. But let's look through this list of qualifications. So the first one is that he should be the husband of one wife, right? Well, that's very important. If you're dating him, he shouldn't be the husband of any wife because if he's married, you shouldn't be <laughs> dealing with him, right? But you want a man who can be faithful to you. I heard a story not too long ago about this young lady who had just gotten engaged to this guy and he stayed over the night, which I don't advise. It's not a good day, good idea. It's sinful. It's going to lead to sin. But anyway, she got engaged recently and the guy stayed over the night. And the next morning when he left, he forgot his Apple Watch. And so she was cleaning up, didn't realize, and she found his Apple Watch. Well, when she picked it up and looked at the Apple Watch, there was messages on the Apple Watch from other women that he was seeing. Well, they, he had just asked her to marry him like a couple of weeks before. So what does that tell you? That tells you that he likely is not going to be the husband of one wife. Because even as a man who has asked a woman to marry him, he's still talking to and seeing and doing other things with other women. So you want to look for someone who's faithful on the, on the front end. Even in dating, he should be where he says he's going to be. He should be dependable. He should be reliable. This lets you know that he's going to be the day. He can be, at least have the potential to be the husband of one wife. Next thing is temperate. This is someone who's well-balanced. They're not extreme. They're not super sad. They're not super happy. They're someone who's well-balanced. The Bible tells us to be sober and well-balanced so that our adversary, the enemy, won't gain an advantage of us. What's the next one? Sensible. Is he a person who makes wise decisions? If he doesn't have a lot of money, is he wearing Gucci and all this other name brand stuff, Balenciaga shoes? Is he living above his means? Is he responsible? Is he sensible? The next one is dignified. Is he a person that you can take home to your mom, that you can bring home with your friends? Not that people's opinions so are the sole determining factor of who you're with, but you want someone who understands what's appropriate when and how. Because you want to be able to function and flow and move around in any circle you need to be in. 
and not feel like you have to leave them at home, right? Next one is hospitable. This is someone who is nice and who is cordial and who knows how to entertain people, who's nice and friendly. So if he's always doesn't want your family around, doesn't want your friends around, only wants to be with you all the time, that's not hospitable. Next is the apt teacher. This is important because your husband, when you marry him, will become the priest of your home. And when you have children, then he will teach your children what is appropriate, teach them how to treat you as his wife how, by his example. And so he needs to be an apt teacher. And that also begs the question of his life, his lifestyle. Sometimes people will say, do as I say and not as I do. But you want him to be a reflection of what people should do. Next is not a drunker. Well, of course, we know what that means. That's the person who doesn't get drunk. The next one is not violent but gentle. Someone who's not angry. So if, if even now, like if you don't take his call, you don't answer the call, or you're not available, or you don't agree with something he wants to do, or he wanted to have shrimp and you want to have burgers and he goes off and starts throwing things, red flag, don't go for it. Next one is quarrelsome. Kind of the same thing. If you argue a lot, you have a lot of issues, a lot of drama around it. A lot of times people, women, because we have a nurturing nature, we get involved in these type of relationships. We think, oh, you know, well, it's okay. We like to nurture them. We think you're going to change. But if you are always fighting and arguing and having a bunch of drama, just walk away. Next one, not a lover of money. This is important because, you know, men are providers, right? And their work and their job and vocation is important to them. So pay attention. If he's never able to make time for you, now you want work to be a priority because you want him to be responsible. But at the same time, if he's so obsessed with money that nothing else matters, that's another red flag. All right, the next one is manages his household. Some people say, look at how a man treats his mom to know how he'll treat you. But make sure he's responsible. Does he pay his bills on time? Do you go to his house and you sit in there and the lights get cut off? Or you go to get a glass of water from the sink and the water and there's no water coming from the sink? Guys, these are red flags. He needs to be someone who manages his household. The next one, keep his children respectful. That goes along with, as I said before, the life that he lives as a husband and father before him. Is he someone that children that the children will respect? The next one's not conceited. This is important. You don't want someone who's laden in pride. That's really bad. And so if you can discern pridefulness, if he never wants to apologize, if he's always right, run. All right, just a couple more. Not a new convert. This talks about maturity and the, the maturity in the relationship. Obviously, new convert means a new believer. And the reason why this is, is because you need to give him time to mature. A man who loves God is going to love you more than likely. And so someone who's a new convert may or may not um, have the maturity and have the relationship with God that will provide the foundation. Because this man becomes the king and priest of your home which means he's the king, he sets the foundation, he sets the order, he sets the tone for how things go. And as the priest, he intercedes for your family to God. So he intercedes on behalf of your family for God. So those are very important roles. So you just don't want to choose any Joe Blow on the street for this stuff. The last one is good reputation. People know, how do people know him? How do people see him? Or do people see him as negative or people like, girl, I don't know why you dating him, where in the world? That's not what you want. And then after that, it talks about the deacon. Some of those are the same qualifications that the person is serious, not addicted to wine, not greedy, a holder of the faith, husband of one wife, good standing, confidence and faith in Christ. Those are very similar to the ones for the bishop. Again, these are church. This is these are church positions it talks about. But a man who's after God's own heart is likely not going to break yours. 
And so I wanted to share this again because a lot of people are talking about marriage and they're excited about marriage. And as women, we need to be preparing for the position of a wife, which is a help me. That's a role that you'll be able to sustain and pray over your husband and cover your husband in prayer. But you want to choose someone that you're going to want to do that for. Because the Bible tells us that women are to submit, right? So if you choose someone that you don't like, you don't trust the judgment, you don't respect him, he makes bad decisions, you always nagging him and fussing and cussing, then why would you make that choice? Because you're going to be called to respect this man and to humble yourself and submit him, submit, submit to him. So again, I wanted to keep the keep the video short, but I wanted to mainly talk about the fact that I saw these Christian people using this quote, he's a good man, Savannah, which a good man, a good man, we all want a good man, right? But we know that quote was about a man who wasn't so good because he was married. So again, just a final warning about social media. Be careful, guys. Don't try to attach yourself to every trend that, that's up and coming because some of this stuff, most of this stuff has a demonic source. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that the entrance of your word brings light and an understanding to the simple. We thank you for the delivery of this word tonight to remind us to keep our eyes on you. We know that it is you who direct our steps and who have a plan for our life. Their plan is good. The plan to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. So Father, we lean on you. We put our eyes on you. We trust you for, that you will give us the wisdom so that we'll know which way to go. We will listen for your voice, the voice that says, this is the way walkie in it. And as you are bringing kingdom marriages together, we pray that you will sharpen our eyes, that you'll give us hearts of compassion and love, but that you'll give us wisdom and discernment as we go through this season. May we never be paired with someone who will cause our demise. When may we never be paired with someone who doesn't really love you and who doesn't love us. May we not be paired with someone who is not well balanced, who is a drunkard and someone who will not take care of us and care for our hearts. Overall, Father, we put our trust in you. Your word has taught us that we are to guard our hearts with all diligence. So teach us to guard our hearts. Teach us to not obey the thirst, as they say, and just be out here just going back and forth. Teach us to wait on you because your plans are good to prosper us, to give us a hope and a future. I cover everyone who is watching tonight, and I pray that even those that will watch on the replay will hear something that will be a blessing to them and remind them to wait on you because your plan for us is always best. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Again, share this with someone that you know is maybe looking or tempted to obey the thirst. Tell them just don't do it. It's not worth it. God bless you. Have a good night. You've been listening to the Beauty for Ashes podcast. Before you go, subscribe and leave a message with your pressing question or comment. Be sure to tell all your friends and tune in next week for another episode.